There are times when I wish I'd keep my big mouth shut. This was one of them. We climbed over the fence, followed a trail of hard-packed dirt a short distance, and stopped near a scrub oak tree. We were only a few hundred feet from the road, but our cars were invisible in the fog. The temperature had dropped at least ten degrees. Lisa referred to her map. Here's where Gramps veered off the trail, and here's where he was found. I pointed to some oak and pitch pines that were ghostly silhouettes in the rolling mists. Since we don't have a compass, we'll have to navigate by dead reckoning, I said. Those trees will be one point of a triangle. The pines that way, off to the right, are another. And where we are standing is the apex. As long as we can see the trees, we won't get lost. We can always head toward the noise of the road traffic if the fog gets worse. Using a ballpoint pen, Lisa marked the points of the triangle on the map. We pushed through the knee-high tangle of ground cover to the first stand of trees. The hum of traffic gradually faded until there was only the rustle of our footsteps through the grass. We reached the trees and stopped. We were surrounded by a deep silence. It was as if the fog were trying to deprive us of our senses. First sight, then sound. This place has always reminded me of the English moors Thomas Hardy used to write about, Lisa said. I was thinking more about the curse of the Baskervilles. If you hear a dog howling, run for the manor house. The second clump of trees was a hundred feet away. Fog was nibbling away at the thinner limbs, so only the main trunks were visible. I warned Lisa that if we didn't move quickly, we'd lose the next waypoint. She started walking and that's when an odd thing happened. An oak branch was hanging down in front of me, about a foot above my head. As I followed Lisa, a section of the branch separated from the main limb and fell to the ground. The effect was quite magical, and I wouldn't have recognized what had caused such a strange phenomenon if I hadn't heard the zip sound that a bullet makes as it shreds the air. I called out for Lisa to stop. She half turned, and a terrified look came to her eyes as she saw me bearing down on her like an enraged bull. I grabbed her by the shoulders and pulled her down in a way that would allow my body to cushion the fall. The map flew from her hands. When we hit the ground, I put my mouth to her ear. Keep your head down. Someone just took a shot at us. I didn't hear any gunfire. The shooter is using a sound suppressor. Lisa looked unconvinced at first, but she quickly became a believer. A patch of bark flew off the trunk of the same oak tree that had lost its branch, exposing the white wood. Two more swatches of bark peeled away. Each piece was lower than the other. The shooter was lowering his aim. "'Move,' I said. "'That way. Stay down. I'll be right behind you.' Another bullet dug into the tree inches above our heads. Lisa didn't have to be told twice. She got onto her knees and elbows and crawled like a marine recruit on his first day at Paris Island. None too soon. A bullet dug a divot from the earth at the base of the tree where we had been lying. If not for the fog hiding our movements, we would have been dead meat. On the way in, we had walked by a wooden tree perch, probably there for bird watchers. It would have made a perfect place for a sniper's nest. We crawled until we got into higher grass. I whispered at Lisa to stop. The sniper would have figured out he had missed his target and climbed down from the perch. 
I could picture him standing in the fog, ears cocked for the snap of a twig or some other sound that would give our position away. I moved up beside Lisa and placed my hand gently over her lips. We waited like a couple of rabbits spooked by a hunter. The waiting game was about to end. We could hear the swish-swish of someone moving through the grass. I pushed myself up on an elbow and saw a shadowy figure coming our way. I coiled my legs under me. If the shooter found our hiding place, I'd spring out of the grass. Maybe Lisa could get away. It was a frail reed to cling to, but it was all I had.'